You're listening to the Women Inspiring Women podcast. Each week, network marketing professional and mom-turned-entrepreneur Melanie Mitro gives you her tried-and-true tips for building a business from your kitchen table. This self-made millionaire went from a stay-at-home mom to the top of a network marketing business in just three years. She built an online health and fitness business from the ground up while raising babies and juggling being a mom and wife. Now she wants to help you become the boss of your own life. For blog posts, business tips, and more, check out her website at melaniemitro.com. Now let's get to the show. Here's your host, Melanie Mitro. Well, hey, everybody. It is Melanie Mitro, the host of the Women Inspiring Women podcast, and we're back. It's a new episode. It's a new week, and we are we are ready, ready for summer. I don't know about all of you, but I live in Western Pennsylvania, and the Memorial Day weekend is like the official start of the summer season. And growing up, my mom always used to say like, you can't wear white until after Memorial Day. And I know that that's not really a thing anymore, but now I feel like I can wear my white shorts and it will be accepted. All right, you guys, let's dive into our conversation today. And actually, this wasn't what I was going to talk about, but I shared on my Instagram last week a little bit about my anti-inflammatory journey, and I decided that based on the overwhelming inbox messages that I was actually going to talk about your inflammation in your body and actually how it affects your ability to grow your direct sales business and to lead your team. And so today... I want to talk a little bit about my healing journey and really give you guys some advice. So who is this podcast episode for? This podcast episode is for the woman who is a high performer, an Enneagram 3, who is you know, always chasing after the next big goal and is sometimes wearing busy as a badge of honor, meaning that you are just trucking through life just being busy, filling up your calendar and thinking that if your schedule is always max the brim, then you're always achieving and you're always, you know, you're always saying yes to things and you're going to get ahead. Like eventually it's going to pay off. Also, this podcast is for the woman who does struggle with saying no, setting some healthy boundaries, saying no to things and tends to put themselves at the bottom of the bucket list, meaning they will take care of everybody else's needs first before they will say yes to themselves. This is also for the woman who is not getting enough sleep at night, who is chronically irritable because you know you're not getting enough sleep. You're not fueling yourself with quality nutrition, or you are fueling yourself with quality nutrition, but you're not maybe achieving the fitness results. Maybe you're gaining some weight. You might even have some chronic fatigue and headaches. And so it's really for the person that is like, I don't feel my best. I do not feel my best, but also has a desire to achieve some significance in their lives too. So if any of that spoke to you, we're going to stick around because I believe that my journey is a journey that many of you can relate to, maybe not all the parts of my story, but a part of it. And I really want to give you some guidance and some direction on things that I have learned over the past almost, well, it's been two and a half years now that I've really gone down this healing journey. All right. So let's dive in and talk about it because I want you and my vision for this podcast episode is for you to understand that as a business owner, you are 
only can perform to the level of your maximum capacity by how you feel, how you show up. Your relationships are going to be affected by how you feel about yourself and how you physically feel. And if you want to be really successful in your career and in your personal relationships, you're going to have to do a little work on yourself. And what I didn't want to hear and what I dug my heels in and almost went kicking and screaming was that I was going to have to slow down to speed up. I was literally the kind of person that said that is a lie and I don't need to hear that because I don't need to slow down in order to speed up and go faster. But there is a little bit of truth to that, but we're going to work it in my Enneagram 3 fashion and make it all make sense. So let me get preface you by saying in 2021, I started down the path of, and let me even back up before that. You guys, I was diagnosed my junior year of college. I was diagnosed with anxiety disorder, irritable bowel syndrome, and a little bit of depression in there as well. And as a junior in college, here's what was happening. I was eating at the college cafeteria. I was living on Pizza Hut pizza, breadsticks, drinking on the evenings and weekends. My diet was full of carbs and lots of fried food. And I definitely have a sensitive system. And so what was happening is I was always sick. I was always having stomach pain, stomach discomfort. I was rapidly losing weight. We used to joke that they put laxatives in our food in college to help people be more regular. But I just really think that I wasn't eating the right foods for my body. That's another story. But anyways, I was having so many digestive issues that I was starting to make me anxious. I didn't want to go out in public. I was afraid to eat when I wasn't near home. And it started to cause me to have these panic attacks because I didn't want to stand out. I didn't want people to know that food made me sick. I also did not want to say like, I can't eat that. Like it felt really weird. I didn't want to, you know, inconvenience anyone by saying I couldn't eat certain things. So I just didn't want to be a problem. Right. And so what happened is it caused this cycle of intense anxiety attacks for me. It was anxiety about just about everything. And so at one point I said to my mom, there's something really wrong and we need to get this figured out. So she took me to a gastroenterologist. We had a we had a scope done and we found out that I had one of the worst cases of IBS that my doctor had ever seen. He put me on some medication to help relax my, you know, my intestines so that my food could travel through. And I also at the same time went and saw a therapist and I started to work on myself and giving myself some strategies for how to cope with the intense anxiety. Also, my psychiatrist, which was just my PCP at the time, put me on a anxiety medication to help with the anxiety. So all of that I started to do all the way back in 2003. And at that time, I knew nothing about nutrition. It wasn't until 2000 and let's see, 2011 that I actually started down the path of clean eating, food is fuel, nutrition, you know, the what you eat, your input in, your input out. So I went from 2003 to 2011 without knowing anything. So I continued to eat the same way. 
And I struggled with IBS. I struggled with anxiety. It never got better. And I started to believe that this is just how God made me. I was just wired to have anxiety. I just had irritable bowel. This I identified as an anxious. I'm anxious. I have IBS. And so that became my identity. And over the course of even my career in the health and wellness space, I still identified as an anxious person and somebody with IBS. And it wasn't until 2021 when I was working with a client through my company, Chic Influencer, and we were getting ready to start a new client and we were helping her with her social media. We were doing, we were project managing and we were talking about her business and she is a functional pharmacist. And so we asked her like, why do you love what you do? And she was into women's health and she proceeded to say, I love women's health. I just, so many women don't ever ask what the root cause is. They have hormonal issues. They have anxiety. And a lot of that is actually rooted in the food that they're eating. And for me, it was this huge light bulb moment. I knew, I knew that there was a problem with me. And I, even prior to that, the year 2019, I started working with the therapist because I, and I remember telling Katie this, like, I cannot let my con anxiety control my life, my people pleasing, my just like this, it was out of control. And I spent a whole year in really intense therapy and spent thousands and thousands of dollars. And here I was at the end of the year. And I was like, I, I don't know what's wrong. I am still having anxiety attacks. I don't feel like I'm getting any better. And then boom, Josie comes into my life. We're having this business discussion and I am hanging on to every word that she's saying. And all I could think that whole time through was I need to work with her. She cares about women. She cares about diagnoses. She cares about getting to the root cause and treating it with food and supplements. And so I immediately messaged her after the fact and scheduled a session. And we went down the path of this anti-inflammatory journey and we started with food and we started with really taking out some things in my diet in addition to getting some blood work taken. And we also identified that one of my main, main issues was, you know, I was irritable. I was chronically fatigued. So we did a cortisol test to actually check my adrenals. And within the first three weeks of me removing gluten, dairy, sugar, and alcohol from my diet, I instantly started to feel better. I had some more sustained energy. I also started to sleep better and I my brain was working. Something that I had noticed was not working before. I was having this like immense brain fog. All of a sudden, I was starting to actually feel better. And one of the things she had said to me and that I learned over the course of this journey was that, Melanie, you're going to have to slow down. I was always operating under the preconceived notion that working out is stress relief and you work out hard and you sweat hard and you lift heavy and this is how you deal with stress. So I was also doing intense one hour workouts and I couldn't understand why I was working out and then I was exhausted. So another thing that she said was, Melanie, you actually need to dial back your intensity and your duration of your workouts. So now we're getting to the point where I had to slow down to speed up and I was not having 
And so I kind of resisted it at first. And then my body just was telling me, I mean, and when I say your body gives you signs, if you wake up in the morning and you do your workout and then you feel like you could go back to bed and you are so tired, you can't make a thought, you can't keep your eyes open, there is something wrong. And if you've gotten seven to eight hours of sleep, there is definitely some symptoms that underlying issues that you need to address. And that was me. It was like, I could not, no matter how hard I tried, I could not get it together. So what I did was I started doing a program called Bar Blend, which is 30 minutes. It's low impact. It is not over the top intense. So it wasn't really taxing on my adrenals. I did a lot of yoga, I prioritized my sleep, and I started changing my nutrition. Within 60 days, I had lost eight pounds, I, my energy had come back, and I was starting to notice that I was like feeling a whole heck of a lot different. And even during that process, we started to say, okay, we know you have some gut issues. So we stepped up my probiotics. We started healing my gut with some, just some supplements that I was taking to help repair the lining, to heal, to decrease inflammation, to repair it, and to start kind of boosting and supporting a healthier gut. You guys, during the past two years, I have had to cut out foods from my diet completely. Things that I used to eat all the time, oatmeal. Almonds, peanuts, almond butter, almond milk, all of that. Almonds are very much a trigger. Peanuts, very much a trigger. Things that I used to have every single day. And at one point, even the superfood Shakeology that I used to drink every single day, I couldn't drink because it was making me really, really sick. And it wasn't because there was something in Shakeology that I was allergic to. It was because my gut was so destroyed from years of taking ibuprofen, antibiotics, years of sugar and processed garbage and alcohol, all of those things that are just eroding the lining of your gut, which is allowing things to seep into your body that shouldn't. My body wasn't absorbing them properly. And so I was getting sick. So over the past two years, I have intently focused on living an anti-inflammatory lifestyle. I have almost eliminated alcohol from my diet completely, except for a special occasion, or if I really want to have a cocktail, I will have one. I have found enough mocktail recipes out there that I really do not feel like I am missing out on life. I have also found some incredible gluten-free recipes that are desserts that can allow me to still enjoy a dessert if I want one which I don't always choose it because I just don't. I feel like the sugar throws me off as well. But because I've really said I care so much about feeling good, I care so much about my ability to show up and mentally serve the people that I want to serve. I care so much about having the energy to play golf with my kids and pickleball in the driveway at night. Like I care so much about that, that I am willing to make the choices about what I eat so that I can show up as my best self. And so I got to that point, but it wasn't after years and years and years of feeling awful that I finally said there has to be another way. And then I went into commitment mode, meaning I knew that I had to make a commitment 
to this change in order for me to produce some different results. And so I tell you all of this because I'm pretty sure that some of you right now listening to this are dealing with some of the same exact symptoms. Chronically fatigued, you're always irritable, you never have enough energy, and it's really affecting your ability to do your job. And I firmly believe that the reason I am able to produce at the high level in all the places that I'm producing is because of the way that I have taken care of myself. So if you're going to start on this journey, what are the things that you need to know? Number one, you need to know that changing your diet and nutrition is a is a is something that you have to take with a grain of salt. Okay. That's number one. You have to understand that you're not going to be perfect. You are sometimes going to mess up, but you have to be committed for the long game. Everybody's body is a science experiment. And what I mean by that is the results that you get and the symptoms you have are going to be very different than mine. So what I share with you may not be the exact same thing that you need to do, which is why I hate when people say, what supplements are you taking? And then they go buy them because what if your body doesn't need those supplements? So here's what you need to do. You need to reach out to Josie. I'll link her in my show notes. I think she's the best. Why do I think she's the best? Because she doesn't just order you thousands and thousands of dollars of tests. She actually does an intake, determines which is the most, like the top priority. Let's work on this first. Then from there, you work on each issue so you can really heal that issue before you add on to the next one. So that might be something that you want to consider is working with her and doing that evaluation and getting the customized new game plan from her so that you can actually have a a plan that's right for you and you're not just taking random supplements that you don't know if they're actually working for you. That is so important. So often we take all these supplements and we have no idea if they're actually helping us or not and it's just wasted money. Then, right? So I want you to do this consult. The next thing that I want you to do is prioritize sleep. Sleep is so important. I So many people, even a, a reel I did the other night, we talked about like getting eight hours of sleep. So many women are like, I just, I can't get eight hours of sleep. And so when I read something like that, my first gut reaction is to say, okay, let's start with when you need to go to bed. If you want to get seven to eight hours of sleep at night, what time do you need to go to bed? For me, I like to get up early. Not everybody likes that, but I like to get up early. So if I want to be up at 5.30, what time do I need to go to bed? That means 9.30 at night, I am crawling into bed. But that means that I start my bedtime routine at 8 p.m., turning off my social media, I'm washing my face, I'm getting the kids their snack, I'm winding down for the evening, right? All of those things are actually starting to happen around 8 p.m., which it's all going to change once summer break begins to happen, but that's where we are right now. And so I start to wind down in bed at 930. 
And I plan my day that way. I sometimes have to say no to things like watching an extra TV show or, you know, meeting the girlfriends for happy hour at night if I know that it's really going to affect my sleep or I have to adjust my wake up time. I will tell you that there are times where I will adjust the wake up time because I know that we're going to be up late. Sleep is so important. Your body, all of your healing, the decrease in the inflammation, all of that is happening while you sleep. So prioritizing sleep is so incredibly important. So I want you to start with sleep. How many hours of sleep does your body need to feel optimal? I need seven to eight. I have friends that need six. You just need to figure that out for you. Try to get into the habit of going to bed and waking up at the same time most days. It's going to vary a little bit, but that will also help your rhythm of your body get into that routine as well. The next thing is water. I want you to drink water, lots and lots of water. If you drink water more than anything else, cutting out sugar, cutting out alcohol, you are going to notice that your body instantly feels more awake, more alive. You just are way more rejuvenated when you get enough water. So hydration is key. Now, the next one is setting healthy boundaries. For me, I do struggle with boundaries. It is not an easy thing for me. That really comes from the area of my personal makeup that is a people pleaser. I want to be a yes girl. I want to say yes to everybody. But I also know that that comes always at a toll on my own personal self. So one of the books that I have read and love is called Boundary Boss by Terry Cole. I read that book. Also, a Christian book is called Winning the War in Your Mind by Craig Groeschel. That is another really good book as well. And then there is a book by Jenny Allen that talks about boundaries as well that I love. And that is Get Out of Your Own, Get Out of Your Own Way, I think. Get Out of Your Own Way, Get Out of Your Own Head. That is another one of my favorites too. So here's the thing. Boundaries as a leader are incredibly important. What are some of the boundaries that I set? I never open up. And this is not just leadership. This is anybody. I do not open up my cell phone in the morning when I am in bed. There is no scrolling Instagram, Facebook, or my text messages and or email. When I do that, I basically am giving all of my power to other people's agenda. I'm feeling behind. I am looking at so-and-so social media and comparing myself to it. And so what happens is I'm already starting with this heightened level of cortisol. I want to challenge you to either keep your phone in another room and use an old-fashioned alarm clock or set do not disturb where there are no notifications, nothing coming through. I want you to start the first hour of your day and the last hour of your day with no device. I want to encourage you, and I know that this is not something that a lot of network marketing companies teach, but I am very blessed that body taught me how to have a good solid morning routine. And I wake up every day and I do my gratitude. I set my intentions. I review my goals for the day. I read my personal development and I move my body. And then I sit down and I say to myself, what do I need to do to move my personal business forward first? And those are the things that I show up and do first and foremost before I open up my inbox and serve my team. That is incredibly important. Protecting your peace and saying to, even if you need to set a new calendar with your team and say, guys, 
I just want you to know I'm making some changes to my business. I am really working on making sure that I show up and I'm taking care of myself first. I'm getting my own personal business stuff done. And I will be checking in the team page, answering messages, responding to emails after 11 a.m. So if there's anything you need before 11 a.m., post it in the team page, look in the FAQs, Google or YouTube it, or send me a message and I'll get to it after 11 a.m. By you setting that boundary, sure, some people are going to be like, okay, whatever, and they're still going to message you, but don't respond. I will tell you that when I don't respond, a lot of times people will say, never mind, figured it out, which is great. I'm so glad they figured it out on their own. But also when you respond, you basically say, it's okay. I set this boundary, but I'm not really going to stick to it. And then people just violate the boundary. And then you become resentful because they didn't listen, but you also rewarded them for the action that they took. So I want to make sure that you're setting work hours, you're setting healthy boundaries. You're also really saying, this is where I want you to communicate with me. If you want them to email you, if you want them to Facebook message you, if you want them to Instagram message you, let people know where is the appropriate place that they can connect with you. Otherwise, you're going to feel like you have people coming in and hitting you from every single angle. I always tell people where the best place is that they can actually connect with me. Now, when it comes to setting healthy boundaries, another thing that I like to do is I like to ask myself, all right, what is acceptable behavior and what is not acceptable behavior? If somebody comes to me and they are like, I have a problem. I need you to solve it right now. I need you to help me. I need you to help me. And they're text messaging you. And you are thinking to yourself, this person always has a problem. This person always has a catastrophe. I want you to ask yourself, Is this something that needs to be my problem and priority right now? Or is this something I can do later? Now, for those of us that really struggle with this, this is a hard one. You have to learn to not respond. You have to learn to say, it's okay if I do not answer the phone right away. It is okay if I do not respond for a few hours, um, unless it is a true emergency. Learn to create your own boundary and stick with it. Sometimes I will respond and sometimes I just will literally say, hey, I got your message. I'm in the middle of a project. As soon as I get done with that project, I will I will message you back. Or I'll say, hey, I'm in a meeting. Can I call you at three o'clock? So I will always, I sometimes will acknowledge if I am in a position where I can. And that at least sets the boundary that people know I'm acknowledging you, but I'm just not available right now. That allows you to not be a short order cook. But also you can't catastrophize everything that happens in your business. Everybody is going to have a problem. Everybody is going to need an answer. And if you are constantly on the defense, what's somebody going to say? You're trolling your Facebook groups. You're trolling your messages. You're looking for a problem. It's always going to be a distraction of what actually moves your business forward. So before you respond, just gut check yourself to say, is this something that needs attention right now? Or is this something that I can actually come back to a little bit later once I'm done with my personal business building time? All right. So why does that really matter when it comes to your health? Because all of those changes and shifts and spikes in your cortisol are things that begin to burn you out, 
are things that begin to steal your joy, are things that begin to make you resent your business and ultimately are the things that make people decide to step away because they don't love it anymore. And for me, what I've learned to do over the past two and a half years is really, again, not just heal my body, heal my gut, say that doesn't serve me. I'm not drinking that alcohol. It doesn't allow me to show up as my best self. I'm not eating that cake. I, even though I love cake, I just know I'm not going to feel good. I'm not hanging out with that person. It doesn't serve me. It doesn't make me feel my best. I have learned to honor the way I want to feel and start making decisions about how I want to live my life that actually are aligned to who I truly want to be. And for a very long time, I don't think I recognized who that person was, who I wanted to be, what I really wanted out of life, what really made me feel successful. And I sort of was just kind of following what everybody else was doing and achievement was all I knew. And let me tell you, I love to achieve and I love a good goal and I love to run really fast and hustle, but I like to do it in short spurts because I also have become acutely aware of what the long-term effects to my health are when I do not slow down. When I do not show up and treat my business like a business, when I do not set healthy boundaries. And so many of you right now are operating from this space of keep up with the Joneses, run as fast as I can, burn myself out, work 24-7, and you might be achieving but do you really feel successful? Are you just rebuilding all the time? Are you just like plugging these holes? And a lot of times I think the answer is yes, you're just plugging a bunch of holes. And I may not be the most successful woman in the room, but I will tell you the quality of life that I live and the paycheck I earn is amazing. I feel fulfilled in this season of my life because my health is so aligned to who I want to be and my balance. Boundaries, even though they're not perfect, they are improving. And I am working on that mindset every single day. And I've become so aware of how I want to feel and how I don't want to feel and creating space for me to truly feel the way that I want to feel. So you guys, I know that you're listening to this right now and you're like, holy cow, I need a little bit more of that in my life. Like, I want you to know you can have wealth, you can have health, you can have great relationships, but it starts with you. There isn't a pill, there isn't a class. Like you can't snap your fingers and all your problems will go away. But you got to start like Josie did with me at the top. What is the biggest problem that you have right now? And let's just chip away at that one by one by one. Let's get to the place where... You are like, I've got it. I've got it. So what is the first step for you? What is the first step for you? Is it making a commitment to your nutrition? Is it dialing back your workouts? And I don't care what the date is, that it is the summer right now. If you don't get control of this, it will control you for the rest of your life and it will haunt you. I get it. You might be in the midst of a big goal that you're pushing for. Great, dial back the workouts. Step up your nutrition, drink more water, get more sleep, hustle hard during your workday, enjoy your family in the evening, put your freaking phone down. Not everybody needs to know everything you're doing on social media 24-7. Enjoy life. You are building this life to give you freedom and flexibility with the people you love, not for you to be burned out and irritable and sick all the time. 
And I was definitely, definitely almost there until I met Josie, until I started making these changes, until I started educating myself and understanding how your gut and your brain are all connected. And I am in the process of taking myself off my anxiety medication because I no longer am an anxious person. Yes, I have a little bit of anxiety. It does happen. I also do have a sensitive system. I just do, but I've also realized that I don't need all of those other things in order to feel amazing. I just needed to get to the root cause and I needed to really align myself in my life. And for me, these are the things I teach in my courses, in my classes, in my masterminds, in my mentorships. Like this is why we started Chic Influencer was because we wanted other women to know you can build a direct sales business without the burnout. And we wanted to be living proof of that too. And we are teaching that every single day. And it's amazing to see people thrive. Okay. I hope that today's podcast episode resonated with you. And I started a leadership newsletter that I send out twice a month. And if you go hit up the show notes right now, we have the link for you to actually join the leadership newsletter. I send them out twice a month. The next newsletter will actually be sent out on Sunday, June the 4th. So you're not going to want to miss it. Make sure you go subscribe. You'll get tips just like this in your inbox at twice a month. And I'll always give you insider tips as to when fun things that I am working on and projects for all of you. And again, I will link Josie's contact information if you want to reach out to her for a consult about your current health concerns. And if you love today's podcast episode, will you just take a screenshot of it? Will you tag me on Instagram at Melanie Mitro? Tell me what you love the most and head on over to iTunes. Leave me a rating and review, you guys. I see you. I read them. I want to know what it is that you love about the Women Inspiring Women podcast. And I will see you back here for another episode next week.